marketing costs were down, resident referrals were up. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. My mom always said it's rude to keep people waiting. Well, best ever listeners, that's exactly what you're doing if you're not funding your deals with our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land. Patch of Land is a crowdfunding marketplace that matches up your deals with accredited and institutional investors who want to invest in your deal. Patch of Land literally has thousands of investors ready to fund your next deal. You don't want to keep them waiting, do you? And guess what? It's a lightning quick process too. In fact, the average patch of land loan closes in just seven days. Is a five to seven day close faster than how long it currently takes you to close on financing? And just think, wouldn't it be wonderful to have all of your financing needs taken care of for all of your deals? How many more deals could you close if you already knew where the money was coming from? With Patch of Land, you no longer have to worry about the financing part. They've got it taken care of for you. Go to Patch of Land and find out how to get your next deal funded by the thousands of investors waiting for you right now. Go to patchofland.com. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-A-N-D.com. Hi, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Peter Slough. Hi, Peter. Hey, Joe. Nice to be here, and thanks for having me. Great to have you on the show, and Peter is joining us from sunny San Francisco, I assume sunny, San Francisco, California, where he is the Managing Director of Open Path Investments. And you know, with Open Path Investments, it's a, it's a fascinating concept, and I wholeheartedly love their approach. And here's why. Their focus is on transforming apartment complexes into, as they say, thriving, healthy communities by making a positive social and environmental impact um, so that it's just as important as a financial return. So um, I, I just, I love that approach. And um, he oversees acquisitions and asset management for over $200 million in their portfolio of worth of properties and growing with multifamily assets. Uh, it looks like you know, you're focused in the Western United States. So another interesting fact about Peter is that he is an avid mountain biker. And as he says, he rides a carbon single speed mountain bike. And I know nothing about mountain bikes, but what he told me was basically it is like having a seventh gear stuck on seventh gear for your regular bike. So it seems like some hard, hard riding that he does. So with that being said, Peter, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure. Uh, again, thanks for having me. You know, I was in the capital market side of the business for roughly 18 years, which means I was doing debt and equity products for guys like me, uh, real estate investors who want to put transactions together. And that uh, covered a broad range of asset classes from hotels to office buildings to apartments to retail, self-storage, et cetera, et cetera. And after a bit of time of doing most of the heavy lifting for my clients, I eventually decided it was time to hop the fence and uh, try my luck at actually becoming a principal and buying multifamily uh, assets as my investment platform. So that took place uh, roughly in 2005. I had started investing alongside of my clients when I was a mortgage banker, 
since 1999, and I really got comfortable with the apartment asset class just as an investment vehicle uh, to drive returns and and uh, transform some properties. So that takes us from you know you started in the capital market side, and then you know you're you're doing basically debt and equity for people like you now. Then you went into you're investing on the side in '99, starting in '99, and then you hopped the fence, as you say, and bought multifamily assets in 2005. Now let's talk a little bit about your business approach. What can you explain, you know, kind of what I summarized earlier and why that's your approach and how that has kind of positioned your company versus other companies in the marketplace? Sure. So originally when I kicked off our apartment platform in 05, uh, I did it just like everybody else, which was acquire a building, renovate units, cure deferred maintenance, and try and push rents. And it wasn't until the market really uh, tanked globally in 2008, 2009, when I was walking around a couple of my buildings in Salt Lake City and uh, noticed that the just the current energy and the vibe at the property level amongst the tenants was really low, really beaten down. Jobs were scarce and people were generally suffering. And as we all know, these investments were all connected from the resident level up to the investors. And it's important to figure out, you know, what can be done to lift the the uh, performance of a property. But in a market such as that, when rents were declining and again jobs were evaporating, uh, there wasn't a whole lot to do in the traditional linear format where you tried to trim expenses or raise rents because uh, rising rents were non-existent, of course. So we really started out um, with a big social experiment. And it was the pure intention was to make these properties just a better place to live and a little happier uh, place to belong to. And I really feel like, you know, culturally, we're unfortunately in a lot of cases a culture of closed doors. So we set out to open some of those doors and really try to connect the residents at a community level. And we started out with, with our prototype in Provo and uh, apply this formula, which was really about building community from the ground up. And what it involved was getting residents activated in such a way that we were now doing community gardens and potluck dinners, barbecues, music nights, uh, all kinds of classes, cooking classes, book reading clubs, very campy stuff. But what was happening was all of a sudden everybody had a little bit different spring in their step at the property property level, and you saw a few more smiles than you did prior, previously, which was all good. And again, our, our initial intention was purely just to make it a better place to belong to. And what we, what we ended up finding out was uh, we started to track some numbers as a result, and what we found was that turnover costs were down, marketing costs were down, uh, resident referrals were up. And in a market where rents were stagnant to declining, we actually saw uh, this this one property begin to cash flow more strongly than it ever had, and certainly in, by comparison with other properties in the submarket. So we kind of stumbled upon what we call what's sort of known in the industry as a, as the triple bottom line effect, where if you not only focus on the old model, the conventional model of a two-dimensional spreadsheet, but you really start to pay attention to the residents and treat it as more of a, a three-dimensional model where 
the the buildings are one thing, the bricks and mortar, but the lifeblood, literally and figuratively, are the residents who are who are actually our customers. And so we noticed that if we started to pay attention to our residents and address their needs and connect them on a community level, that lots of good things were going to emerge from this program. And not only that, but we were also cash flowing slightly better than we had been without the program. And that was a big epiphany. So that was back in 2009 that we really kicked off that program. So we're now uh, five, six years into the Urban Village program, which is what we call it. And we we have uh, Urban Village at properties in Salt Lake, Phoenix, Dallas, Portland, and our next acquisition is going to be in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And it's not a program that is isolated to one demographic because we've got anywhere from class C properties to class A properties. So really all walks of life. And what's nice is that we, we provide sort of the backbone or the architecture to the program, but we let the residents populate the program with the, the needs and desires and interests that they have. And we don't, we don't force feed them activities. We let them create on their own, which is a, a very different dynamic than what you'll see at most properties with most landlords. And I, I'm proud to say that we actually have a growing and long list of, of resident testimonials uh, congratulating us, thanking us, um, you know, really, really touting the program as having been sort of life changing for them in a lot of ways. And one of my favorite quotes is from a woman in Mesa, Arizona, who said, quote unquote, since my son died two years ago, I've had nothing to look forward to. And this program has really inspired me to sort of get her act together, et cetera, et cetera. And we've got lists and lists of these types of testimonials, which, you know, to me as an operator, makes it really worthwhile and makes it much more satisfying to run my properties this way. And oh, by the way, it's also uh, supportive and uh, helps with your cash flow and operations at the property level as well. So we're, we're pretty excited about it. We've learned a ton through the years in terms of how to run it. We now have, um, we now install basically a facilitator group, which is a volunteer program amongst the residents. We give them a little bit of a rent break to participate. And then now we've added an ambassador to each property as well so that we have kind of a boots on the ground person to help greet new residents coming in and solicit interest in the programs from the existing resident base and act as a liaison between ourselves and the residents uh, as well. We, and we really try and keep the property management team out of the mix because we let them do their jobs and run the property. But then we've got this sort of third leg of the stool that addresses the community needs as well as the environmental needs of the property. Also, when you give that, you mentioned you give them the backbone of the program, then they then the, you let the residents populate the program based on what they're interested in. What are what's the backbone? What type of guidelines do you give them initially? Well, we try and uh, educate them with some guiding principles. We will have a launch party to kick off the program and announce what we're up to. But we try and create some channels of communication, uh, both with you know themselves as well as with management and ownership. And we also keep them very focused on the fact that this is a program about them and a program that they can make out of it what they want to. This is not something where we're going to dictate what they're supposed to do at any given time. And you'd be surprised at how people really, they, they want to naturally connect and they want to naturally participate when you sort of create that space uh, that allows them to do so safely. What type of budget do you allocate towards a program like this for and does that budget vary based on it being a class C, D, B, or A property? 
Well, we've got it pretty well dialed at this point. And I would say that we are at each individual property, we allocate about $20,000 a year towards the program. And that 20,000 uh, is broken out between my facilitator who runs the program, as well as uh, rent stipends to the tenants who participate if they're volunteering for the, um, the uh, facilitator role as well as the ambassador. But then we also try and uh, seed the pot a little bit for community events where we'll provide some food or pro provide some prizes, et cetera, whatever the cost that, that would be associated with hosting different events. But on top of that, then they're also running their own programs that, that they're self-funding as well. And so it's a nice compliment. We, you know, we kind of seed the, the base budget amount and then oftentimes you'll see a lot of it come out, come out of it from there because residents are, are really interested in, in doing programs together. What's been, out of all the different types of programs that have come out of the urban village, what's been the most popular or most effective, most successful one that comes to mind? The community gardens have been a huge hit. We will have landscapers go in and, and uh, plot the garden area with raised beds and irrigation, and then the residents will actually take ownership of various plots within that space. And so growing their own veggies and whatnot has been a huge hit amongst the residents. Peter, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I would say uh, getting involved and getting yourself into a deal. Uh, you know, Start the process and learn it inside and out and uh, spend some time learning about the operations of the asset and then making the leap and either coming up with the capital from your own bank account or raising capital through investors and, and giving it a shot. I've, I've seen a lot of people do extremely well investing in real estate and obviously it's cyclical in nature, but um, as long as you can identify your risks, which would be operating costs or uh, maintenance costs, uh, renovation costs, I, I think the market it remains robust, especially within the multifamily sector. It's one of the favorite asset classes amongst you know the four or five that are out there. If I can go back to the cost of the program for just a, just a second, and then we'll get into lightning round. For somebody, sure. you know, a best ever listener who's listening, and you know, he or she heard you say we allocate twenty k a year for the program, and the initial thought, although they've they've heard that turnover costs go down, marketing costs go down, referrals go up, but the initial thought is, wow, that's twenty thousand that could be put in my investors' pockets or my pockets, and I'm not sure. It seems like a risky proposition to implement a 20K program when I'm not sure that I'm going to get those results. What would you say to that? Uh, fair question. So I would use the, uh, the saying, tripping over dollars to save nickels and dimes as a, uh, as a, as a little story. But um, my, my opinion is, first of all, we've got properties that are 100 units to 550 units. So that 20K actually scales pretty nicely within those size deals. I, I'm sure you could do this program much more inexpensively if you're running smaller properties, et cetera, and, and it's a smaller asset to manage. But to me, there's, there's a couple things. We, we, we all have choices as to where we're going to invest our dollars. If we can hit the returns with these costs embedded into it that we're after, and in most cases, we're targeting you know eight to ten percent cash on cash each year, and fifteen to sixteen percent IRR over the whole period. Uh, if we can hit those returns 
At the same time, we're also addressing the social and environmental needs of a property. Then I think we've got a real story there and, and, and we've proven it out. And it's absolutely the way I want to run my buildings because it's sort of the right way to do it, frankly. I mean, these, these investments are not just two-dimensional spreadsheets. They're much more than that, as you can imagine. And I think it's money well spent. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. Not sure what that is, but I'm ready. <laughs> oh, well, this is going to be a treat then. You, you, didn't, you didn't look at the, the document before. This is, this is going to be even more fun. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Could you do more deals if you had more money and didn't have to waste time looking for financing? Are you ready to scale your real estate business and do more deals? Well, let's make that happen. Our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, is ready to fund your next deal. Patch of Land is a crowdfunding marketplace that has thousands of investors waiting for you right now. Find out more at patchofland.com. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com. All right, Peter, best ever book you've read? Uh, Think and Grow Rich. Best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book like that. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it? It was an experience in South Africa that involved uh, baboon troops and being chased through the brush by a baboon only to later realize that the baboons had a lot to teach me about building community and how to run properties. Best ever success habit you practice? Keeping my desk clean every day. Best ever deal you've done? One of my first acquisitions in Salt Lake City where I bought the uh, 60 unit property for 32,000 a door and five years later sold it for $75,000 a door. What was the cause of it increasing uh, or more than doubling? It was a function of a rising tide with market appreciation. Best ever project you're most excited about right now? Kicking off uh, Open Path with this uh, social and environmental impact program in a more formal way and a, and a much broader audience, nationally speaking. I think we've got a lot to teach the industry about how to really run a deal. Best ever quote? If you tell the truth, you have less to remember. What would you say is the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Working for others far too long. Peter, what's the best ever place to reach you? Openpathinvestments.com or Peter at openpathinvestments.com. Peter, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners and just sharing your business model and talking through how to create a community out of an apartment complex. I, I hate the term apartment complex. It just to me seems like a prison and I think, you know, developing a community both from a, a mindset and then also from a, a physical, you know, physical tools and tactics for how to do it. And thank you for sharing some effective tactics that you've used for first from a high level, just how to do it where you you have a system in place and you allocate a budget in, you know, some properties as you said, you you have 100 to 500 unit properties. And you mentioned the 20K a year for a program, but if it's a smaller property, perhaps, you know, a 30 unit, then maybe it's just a garden, you know, and, and maybe it's a newsletter. And, you know, because as you mentioned, the most effective tactic that you've seen so far is the community garden. And one aspect of the community garden I thought was interesting is you said you have, you plot the garden and you, I imagine each resident has his or her own little section of it where they're able to you know grow food and I, I just think that's 
that, that, that's just a, a, a great way. And I imagine the community garden thing is, is rather inexpensive to do once it's put in there and, and then it's kind of self-sufficient for the most part after that with the residents taking care of it. You know, I, I think the, the turnover costs, I know firsthand, you know better than me, but I, I also know firsthand that turnover costs are a killer for multifamily. And it's really about lowering the turnover costs as much as possible. And this is just, it's a great way. I mean, it's a win, 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 win. Everybody wins in this in this approach. And I'm personally going to take a page from your book and implement some of these things um, that you're mentioning, that you mentioned on the show. And I know that the best ever listeners who are investing in multifamily or heck, even if it's single family, maybe it's, maybe there's some things you can take away from this where, you know, I, I go back to the garden example, you know, or, or, you know, some, some sort of newsletter, some sort of sense of community that you can bring together with residents. And I just think this was just an incredibly enlightening and refreshing conversation. So thank you so much for sharing your advice and we'll talk to you soon. Great. I really appreciate it, Joe. Hey, you best ever listener. Do you want more? Then go to joefairless.com, where you'll get tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And remember to subscribe to the best ever show in iTunes, so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever. 